if you know that somebody knows when you do something bad, you are going to be less likely to do that bad thing. Simple. Because you're going to feel bad about yourself knowing that somebody looking at you and they like, mm. There you go again. There you go again. 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 Lift off and the clock has started. Roger zero G and I feel fine. You know the vibes. Y'all motivate me, so it's only right to motivate you. Hey, we back at it. We talking about habit. We talking about the new year. We talking about the things. We just doing the check-in to see if you here. Because we know that you came in the new year with those new year resolutions. So this episode is to shed light and find out if you truly have a solution. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the inversions of the four laws of behavior change. So without further ado, let's go. Let's get it. What's good, all you motivation gang? Yeah, we back. We back. We back. We back. Before I get into this episode, something that I want to address um, that... <laughs> that I wasn't really aware of until I did some research. That last episode, I shared a story about the history of chewing gum. And I was just butchering the name the whole time. Y'all probably didn't notice because maybe y'all thought the name that I was saying was the correct name. But it's been brought to my attention that it's pronounced Wrigley. It's not Riley's gum. It's Wrigley gum. So that's just what I wanted to shed light on here at the beginning of this episode. All right, um, should have, the title of the episode caught your attention, the 2190 rule. I know you're probably wondering, what is the 2190 rule? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. The 2190 rule is a misconception that it takes 21 days to build the habit and 90 days to sustain the habit. So, I thought it would be a perfect time to talk about the inversions of the four laws of behavior change because it's been more than 21 days since we've been in this new year. And most of us have already failed our New Year's resolutions. Or maybe you haven't. Good job. But if you think that this rule is accurate, I just want to kill that right now. Because it's really about the repetitions. There's no time frame on sustaining these good habits. You just have to make them a part of you. It's all about the identity, not the outcome. All right. So we're going to get straight into it. Um, the first inversion, contrary to making it obvious, as we talked about, you got to make it invisible. 
Well, let me just introduce all four of them before I go to breaking them down individually. All right. So as you should remember, and I'll remind you, the four laws of behavior change are make it obvious, <laughs> make it attractive, make it easy, and lastly, make it satisfying. You have to make it satisfying. All right. So the inversions of these four laws are make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, and make it unsatisfying. So let's get into making it invisible. So something that I didn't discuss too much um, in that four laws of behavior change episode was cue craving response reward. Now, what is that? It's a concept. I'm not going to get too technical into it because the best way I can explain it to you is, okay, cue. You walk into a dark room. That's the cue. It's dark. The craving is, I need to see. No pun intended. I need to see. I can't see. The response is, you're going to flip that light switch. The reward is, you can see what's in that room. Right? So when you think about cue, craving, response, reward, that pretty much sums it up, at least to me. All right? So when it comes to making it invisible, let's talk about self-control. We're going to talk about the secret to self-control. The difference between a person that has self-control and a person that doesn't is that they don't put themselves in an environment where there's temptation. That's easy. Because if you don't have self-control, if you're trying to maintain a good habit or resist yourself from falling victim to a bad habit, you have to use willpower. Why are you even around that? You shouldn't have to put that much effort into controlling yourself if you could simply just not be surrounded by that environment. So that's the secret behind self-control. It's not a big secret. It's just the people that have self-control, the well-disciplined people, they don't put themselves in environments where they're going to fall victim to doing things that make them what? Lose control. What is that cue embedded in your mind to that bad habit? The author talks about showing presentations to various groups of individuals. For instance, if you're trying to lose weight and you know you struggle with overeating, if someone was to show you a presentation, that could cue your mind to the fact that, hmm, makes you feel bad, makes you feel kind of shameful because you may not feel that you have enough self-control to resist yourself from overeating. So as a coping mechanism, what you do is what? You go to overeat. All right. So that's it for making it invisible. Let's talk about making it unattractive. All right. So the main thing here is that to make your bad habits unattractive, you want to highlight the benefits of avoiding a bad habit. So you want to become so disgusted with the thought of if I eat, overeat, oh, I'm going to get fat. 
I'm 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 uh liable of getting diseases, um high blood pressure, diabetes. You want to fill your mind with that nasty stuff that's gonna make you not even attracted to the thought of falling victim to your bad habit. So a simple trick here is you have to have a slight mindset shift, okay? So here you go. I have to go to the gym because I'm trying to lose weight. Hmm. That doesn't sound really attractive. That's unattractive. All right, so you get to say now, I get to go to the gym because I'm trying to look good. That has a way better connotation than saying I have to go to the gym because I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> Duh. I get to go to the gym because I'm trying to look good. Same thing when it come to when it come to money, it's hard saving money for a lot of people because money is associated with sacrifice. And it seems so far it far fetched and just long long. I don't know what I'm trying to tell you. It just <laughs> it just seems that it's so far out when it comes to saving money. All right. But a way to make saving money attractive to you is to basically just here here goes another mindset shift. The money you have to save this month will increase your purchase power next month. Who don't want to have more money to spend? Some people's goal in life is just to have more money so they can spend more and give more. And ain't nothing wrong with that. That's cool. So if you stop looking at it from I'm sacrificing, which make the financial journey, the financial fitness journey, to be more specific, <laughs> dreadful like it is, going to the gym to lose weight or whatever your fitness goals may be, you just got to shift the mindset about it. All right? All right, next. Make it difficult. All right, the main thing here is when it comes to your, to your bad habits or, or when you're falling off, you want to have a commitment diet, uh, a commitment device in place, excuse me. And a commitment, a commitment device <laughs> is just a choice you make in the present that controls your future actions. So the author does this to avoid overeating. What he does is he asks the waiter to split half of his food in a to-go in a to-go box before it's served. Mmm, I never thought of that. Now this won't work if you wait till you get that food and then you try to get it to go play. Cause when you see that food, here go the cue. Mmm. This food looking good. What's that craving? Mmm, about to, I'm about to smash this. You know what I'm saying? And then What's the response? You about to eat it. And the reward is, mm, you just enjoyed some tasty, delicious food. And you just overate. You ain't even think about that. You just finished the plate. Okay. Um, the next thing. When it comes to being committed, if you're on a fitness journey and you know a specific trainer that can help you or a program or something like that, you know that's something that's going to help you be more accountable, you pay for it ahead of time. A lot of things, when you pay for them ahead of time, you're going to follow through with it. And some I did um, with this book within itself. This was <laughs> me getting back on my um, just reading journey. I f- played a trick with my mind because I know when I spend my money on something, I'm going to follow through with it. 
So it hit different when you spend your money on something. So with me knowing that in my mind, what I did, I was reading books on my iPad at first, and I had a little website where I can get them for free. But I fell off on my reading journey. So what I had, I had an epiphany. I was like, what I'm going to do, I'm going to just go to the bookstore because it's going to be a better experience anyway. And then I know I'm going to spend my money on the book. And because I spent my money on the book, I know I'm going to finish the book. So paying for stuff ahead of time, it, it can work. All right. So the moral of this story here, when it comes to making it difficult, when it comes to those bad habits, you want to automate the process. Automate your good habits and make the steps. Maybe I said that backwards, but <laughs> but yeah, so you want to automate your good habits and make the steps to completing your bad habits difficult. All right. So you just want to automate the process. And lastly, make it unsatisfying. Make it unsatisfying. You really just need some form of accountability. And a lot of things in, the t- in today's time that keeps us accountable, you got late fees. You don't pay your bills on time, you're you going to want to pay your bills on time because you're trying to avoid that late fee. Ain't nobody trying to do that. And there's little things like that that make the slightest difference. And just like with seatbelt laws, seatbelts wasn't a popular thing um, long ago. And then once uh, one state implemented the law, other states started implementing the law. And as a result, people started buckling up their seatbelts. Because if you didn't, click it, <laughs> you get a ticket. All right? So uh, one thing you can do, it's a little formal, but you can make a habit contract with yourself and with someone else to, and have people within that contract to hold you accountable. So when it comes to this habit contract, you want to basically lay out what it is that you're trying to do. So you're on this fitness journey. Your goal is to lose this amount of pounds within this amount of time, and you want this percent of body fat, whatever the case may be. You lay that out in this contract. You lay out the objectives, what you're going to do, um, those habits, those behaviors to achieve that goal, and also you want to have punishments in place, some type of punitive action measures that if you don't follow through on doing those things, there's going to be consequences. So you can get creative with it if, okay, like, for instance, uh, the guy who, uh, who, do, who does this uh, habit contract that the guy talks about in the book, he, um, he has to give his trainer this amount of money wherever he sees fit if he don't follow through on something simple as far as logging his calories. Or if he don't do something as simple as stepping on the scale, he got to pay his wife $500. And then you sign off on this. Now, that might necessarily work for you. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was a bit extreme too, but it's just the thought and the idea of that, like you're holding yourself to some form of accountability. So therefore, you'll be more prone to do the good things rather than doing the bad things falling off if you know that there's consequences to it and that there's somebody watching you. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You in the gym trying to lose weight because you want to look good. You want to appear more attractive. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look good, you feel good, you perform good. That's how it go. So when you got eyes on you, you have more confidence. So a lot of the things we do is for, is for the people. So that's why when you have an accountability partner, you don't want that person looking at you 
Like, oh, you lazy or, or you ain't you ain't a person of your word. All right. And something I thought that was clever, um, it was about this automatic tweet that this entrepreneur um, put in place. He gets up every morning at 5.55 a.m. And if he don't get up, he has a automatic tweet that says, it's 6.10 and I'm not up because I'm lazy. Reply to this for $5 via PayPal, limit five. Assuming my alarm didn't malfunction. That's just something, that's just something creative because you're not going to want to pay nobody no $5 just because you ain't wake up. And that's public. So that's part of the unsatisfaction of this bad habit. You're going to do it because you're not trying to pay nobody $5. You're going to do it because you got somebody watching you. You're going to do it because you have some form of accountability. You know that you can't do it by yourself because if you could, you would. You feel better going to the gym when there's more people in the gym. You feel better going to the gym when you got somebody going with you. You feel better doing whatever you're doing when you know that there's somebody watching you, right? So if you know that somebody knows when you do something bad, you are going to be less likely to do that bad thing. Simple. Because you're going to feel bad about yourself knowing that somebody looking at you and they like, mm, there you go again. Because you just got that sense of accountability. It's just like your parent. Like, you don't, you don't want your mama to know you do this. You don't want daddy to know you do that. So why are you doing that? Why you ain't doing what you say you're going to do? Do you really want to do it? Are you serious about doing whatever it is you're trying to do? We all fall off. We're human beings. Whatever you have, whatever bad habit you have, it's, it's in you. You know, it's, it's going all, it's, it's like, it's hard not to fall off, but you have to be strategic with yourself. You know you better than anyone else know you. So I just wanted to share um, those inversions of the four laws of behavior change because, you know, it's something to be mindful of. And with you implementing, making it invisible, making it unattractive, making it difficult, and making it unsatisfying, not only would it keep you from performing bad habits, but it also can help you to stay consistent and persistent when it comes to performing those good habits. So if you want to keep up with what's new with the IOU, follow the brand page on Instagram at IOUMOTVN. How you motivation and follow your boy on Instagram at Mr. Underscore How you motivation M R underscore I O U M O T V N. And that's the end. <laughs> Stay visionary.